today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Uh, I want to talk right now about a, a, a series of programs I've seen on Global News over the last couple of days. Uh, they have been doing some investigative reporting and a series about the probation system here in the province of Ontario. Now, the series to this point has received huge response, uh, specifically, by the way, at Queen's Park, where opposition parties have been asking some pretty hard questions, and I think some pretty relevant questions, of the government about the parole system here and the probation system here in the province of Ontario. Carolyn Jarvis is the network investigative reporter at Global News. She joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Carolyn, thank you so much for the time. It's great to have you with us today. Thanks for having me, Bill. Uh, and more importantly, congratulations on this, too. This has uh, been a very, very eye-opening program and very, very eye-opening investigation, hasn't it? It, it certainly has elicited a lot of response politically, but we hope also in people's living rooms that they're talking about this issue. Um, and the reaction that we've received, at least in my inbox, suggests that it has. Talk to me about the, the genesis for this idea, Carolyn, how, how you decided to actually go after this. Was it, was it a result of concerns and complaints? Did, did, you, did you hear from people that were in the system or impacted by the system that expressed some concerns? All of the above. It started with one deep level source that blew the whistle and, and brought this concern to my attention as an investigative journalist. And then it's our responsibility uh, to go and verify those claims to see whether or not they are systemic and widespread across the province or if this was an isolated incident. What we found in speaking with more than a dozen probation officers across the province was that they, as a whole, are not going out into the community with only the rarest of exceptions to check on offenders to make sure that they're being properly monitored when on probation or conditional sentences or provincial parole to make sure that they're following the rules of their release. And what we uncovered last night through Freedom of Information was that there are more than 4,500 outstanding warrants out for probationers that haven't followed the rules of their release that haven't been arrested for violating that probation. When you talk to people that are in the system, and by those I mean the, the probation offers themselves, Carol, uh, were they willing to talk with, did they, did they indicate to you that, yeah, we have stories we want to tell you? Well, they all have stories that they want to tell of various sorts. With respect to this topic, there was concern. Um, there was also great caution. Their policy states that media is supposed to be directed to media relations representatives mm -hmm. and go through formal channels. And so many of them were very, very, very scared about going on the record. Uh, we spoke with two people that have union ties and felt that they could. A third probation officer that went on the record was silhouetted and her voice distorted mm -hmm. for her job protection. And then many other people spoke with us on background. We're told that an internal email was fanned out across one probation office from management when they learned that we were fishing around for information directing them to cease all communication with us. So there was a definite gag order, so we've been told, um, distributed through their office so that, so that they would not speak with us. It was our job to unearth the truth, and what we found was very disturbing. As, I was going to ask you about that. As you talked to these people and, and as you saw some of the huge inconsistencies here, were you shocked by the disconnect that seems to be apparent in the system here? Not only was I shocked, when we brought it to judges, they were shocked, too. Judges anticipate and expect that when they hand down an order that it's going to be carried out. And, and one judge said to me, and if they can't do it, if they don't have the means to do it, at least come back to us and say, this is unrealistic. I mean, and that is something that probation officers have brought to my attention, that sometimes they have clients, as they're called, offenders, that have orders that are just unrealistic 
Take, for example, if an offender um, is told not to use the Internet, if it has no bearing on their original crime, for example, if, if keeping somebody away from the Internet that was luring kids online, that sounds reasonable. But keeping somebody away from the Internet that has been charged with aggravated assault, perhaps one could argue, has no bearing on, on the relevance of their crime. Keeping somebody away from the Internet is almost impossible to enforce when all of us are equipped with cell phones in our day-to-day lives. So mm. probation officers did say there are some orders that are unrealistic to enforce. But going back to the judge comment, if it's not realistic, somebody should be going back to them. And so to your point, yes, there is a huge disconnect in the system between the orders that are handed down and what actually gets enforced in real life. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.